Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dan Greer with Leading for the Middle of the Pack, and today we're going to be chatting all about how to deal with opposition and anonymity, leadership under fire, okay? So we're going to be talking a little bit about David and how he he kind of dealt with leadership under fire as he moved in to the uh, dispute and arguments they had between, you know, King Saul and David. So keep things on. We'll be right back. The big question is this. How are leaders like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Awesome! So glad you guys are still here. I've been really thoroughly enjoying these uh, this like Bible series, getting like leadership in the Bible, and I feel like this has been really good for me. Hopefully, it's been good for you guys because I'm able to kind of dive deep into some of these stories and compare how leaders of the Bible are leading compared to like us and what we do, and kind of relate that into today's world. And it's been just a lot of fun for me. So hopefully, you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Uh, today, though, we're going to be chatting all about like leadership under fire, and really, we're gonna you know this is going to be crazy about the challenges that we face as leaders, but we're going to really talk about the relationship between David and King Saul as we move through this, right? So as we talk about some of the things that have happened in stories and throughout my life and also things that have happened that that we can relate to that, you know, David kind of dealt with with King Saul. So <clears throat> first off, like, let's start with the way it kind of worked. So David was anointed king by Solomon when he was super young super young, like preteen. And he was like, okay, just go back to work. Pretend like this happens. You're going to be king someday. First off, that'd be crazy, crazy hard to like work with crazy, crazy hard to work around. And, and like, just to kind of work your way through that, wrap your head around it. Somebody comes to you and they go, Hey, you're gonna be president of the United States someday. And they anoint you president. And it's somebody who's, who's a super powerful leader, but they're like, you're not gonna be president for some years. So just go live your life. Right. <laughs> it would kind of change the way you live your life. To an extent, maybe, maybe it wouldn't, maybe it would, maybe it would add more stress. Maybe you'd be like, you guys smoke your crack, right? As a parent, you'd be like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Okay, so that's that's kind of the way it worked. And then David actually went and defeated Goliath, and then he started playing the hoop and the, the flute and the lyre and all kinds of musical instruments, right, for King Saul and started being, he was brought in as somebody who was growing up around authority around a kingdom after that and that way he was in that realm for when it got to be his thing well Saul grew jealous because he could see that people liked David more than him and there was multiple times that Saul attempted to kill David before David was even of age to go out and be a warrior to go out and fight battles so when David fought Goliath he was he was young he was a teenager right he was super young and then and then after that he was in the king's court constantly and he was there to soothe King Saul. Really, Solomon had him in that court so that he could learn about the kingdom, so he could teach him leadership tactics at such a young age. But the the thing here is like David knew that Saul was king. And Saul had the ability as king to kill anybody he wanted to, do whatever he wanted to do. Have we ever known any leaders like that? Like maybe not kill anybody like they want to. I mean, I can think of a couple people in the Democratic Party that have done that crap in the past, <clears throat> Hillary Clinton, but um you know, we're like not naming names here or anything like that. We're just saying like, 
you probably know of some people who who have that authority to be able to hire and fire at a whim and they take it very lightly, kind of nonchalantly joking about it. They don't look at it as they have somebody else's life in their hand or anything like that. Livelihood, not life. But, you know, when we get in here, it was true lives, like cut off the head, put it on a platter, serve it, that type of thing. That was that was what happened in this time. And and it's really big here to remember that David grew up around this. David grew up with this with this fear but also knowing that he was going to be king, but fear of messing up and being killed before he was king, right? And Saul had a very bad temper. And there were times where there was this one time where he actually attempted to kill David in the palace um, multiple times. And so David fled, right? David fled. <laughs> and and then Saul, there were other times that Saul would send David out on missions that were they were supposed to kill him there were missions that would that he shouldn't have succeeded with right there were missions that were brutal but he sent him out on those missions attempting to get him killed now has anybody ever felt like they've been sent on a mission that's attempted to get them fired like hey go do this i'm gonna give you enough rope to hang yourself i've heard that from some bosses i don't know how many times and that's like the worst phrase ever right i'm gonna give them just enough rope to hang themselves because they expect them to fail. They want them to fail. A, a good leader should not want anybody else to fail. A good leader should cut the cord quickly, right? Not make people suffer, number one. Number two, they should also be like wanting people to surpass them. But most of the people here in the world, they don't care about anybody surpassing them. They care about them being the top dog. They care about them being the upper echelon, the being the big cheese, whatever, you know, the big kahuna, whatever you want to call it. Like, that's what they've, that's what they want. They want them to be better. And so they don't actually train people. They don't lead people in a way that allows them to overgrow what they are. And Saul did the same thing with David. Actually, there were several, several people that were doing the same thing with that. But Saul was definitely one of those that did it with David. Um, the big thing to like keep in mind here and to remember here is that it's it's um it happens in our lives today and we know people who are doing that who are they don't really want you to succeed they don't really want that person to succeed they really want them to fail and they go well, i'm just gonna get enough rope to hang themselves i had a boss like that one time his name is paul paul was probably the biggest prick ever is a boss i've ever had i've had some pretty bad bosses in the past some really good bosses in the past I've had some bosses I thought were pricks, but actually turned out to be really good for me. Um, but but Paul was the definition of prick. Uh, he thought that he would give me enough rope to hang myself, and he I just excelled at everything that he he gave me to do because God was behind me. God was on my side, same way God was with David, right? So I, I remember this one time, Paul's like, "Okay, you are going to go teach this course by yourself. It's one day you're going to go to here, 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 and you're going to teach it." And I was like, "Score." So I went and taught it, and I taught it in half the time that he taught it, and it, people enjoyed it and covered more, and it worked even better. And he was just mystified. He was just blinded as is, is to what was going on. He couldn't believe that again. And finally, he's like, all right, you're going to go to this problem division. You're going to do this, 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 this. So I went to the problem division, and I did this, 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 and this, and I created a crazy relationship with those people that he could never get. And that caused him to hate me even more, right? Same thing happened with David and Saul. 
people, David would, Saul would send David out on this crazy mission and he would conquer. He'd send him out with like a hundred soldiers and put him up against a thousand. And David would come back victorious. And, and they would come back and people were, you know, chanting in the streets, Saul's killed hundreds, but David's killed thousands, right? Or Saul's killed thousands, but David's killed tens of thousands. And so Saul didn't see that as David is victorious with me. He saw that David is victorious in spite of me, right? He tried to have David killed several times. Um, crazy dynamic relationship, but we see it all every day in today's world with what I've explained so far. And I bet if you look in your life, you could see that as well. And as a leader, you want to remember to not be that person who says, oh, I'm just going to give them a rope to hang themselves and I can fire them. Well, no. If you know they're going to fail, don't let them fail. Like help them succeed or don't put them in the task. If they can't do the task that they're required to do, then they shouldn't be in that role. Change the role. Change the person. Change what you got to change. That's what a good leader does. They coach. They help them grow. And Saul might have done that with David a little bit, but he didn't do it with him in the long run. Now, if we if we progress forward in Saul's uh, Saul and David's relationship a little bit, it's after... David is grown, and I think he married one of Saul's daughters. Like I could be wrong here. Don't quote me on that. I can't remember. I think he married one of his daughters. And the daughter actually warned, uh, maybe it was David, maybe it was Saul's son, because he really liked David. He warned him. He's like, Saul's going to try to kill you. Dad's going to try to kill you. You better get out of here. And so in the middle of the night, David crept out of the castle, and he actually started his own co coalition, we'll call it, his own rebellion, his own army of people against Saul because he knew Saul was coming after him with his own army. And Saul went into this cave to relieve himself. He went in there to take a crap is what it is, right? Nice cave. It's nice and quiet. It's cool. It's probably the middle of the middle of the um, whatever, right? But mid middle of the summer, it's hotter than heck. So he goes to this nice cool cave. And David and all his men are in this cave. And Saul goes in there and he's relieving himself, right? And David walks up and cuts off a piece of his tunic without Saul even knowing he's doing it. And then Saul walks out of the cave all, oh, gosh, that feels good. Where's David? And he gets a ways away and David comes out and he goes, hey, look at this. What's this? Look at the back of your tunic, Saul. Look at the back of your robe. Look at it. And Saul looks around and he's like, what? How'd you get that? Right? David cut it off with a clean cut. Right there, he chose not to kill him. David chose to take the high route, even though even though he was dealing with huge opposition from Saul, even though, in turn, Saul would not have done the same thing. And so when we go under fire as a leader, when we get put in that situation, we get to make the choice of how we react, how we act. Are we going to fire something off at that person? Are we going to fire them? Are we going to go over their head? Are we going to make their life hell? Are we going to do everything we can to kill them? Don't actually kill somebody. That's not what I'm saying. I never say anything like that, right? Are we going to go out of our way or are we going to go out of our way to show mercy? Are, I'm not saying that you have to be nice to these people. I'm not, David and Saul were never buddies after this point. As soon as Saul tried to kill David for like the second or third time, David's like, boom, I'm gone. I'm out. No more. I'm done. And finally, um, I can't remember how Saul died. I, I want to say he had his sword bearer kill him, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Um, because he didn't want to die at the hand of David, right? And David wouldn't have killed Saul. But my my point here is, is like, what kind of a leader are you? What kind of a person are you? Are you going to be the person who 
when you get under fire, when things start going wrong, when things don't go your way, are you going to be the person who has mercy and remembers how you got there? Or are you going to be the person who's, who's ruthless, a hundred percent ruthless and just is a horrible person to be around? That's your options, right? And you want to, you want to be the leader who has mercy. You want to be the leader who understands that, Hey, he's going through a hard time. Hey, stuff's going wrong. Hey, things aren't going to right. Hey, blah, blah, blah. So, so the other day I had this happen. <laughs> I've got a, uh, we're working with a new CD. Uh, we got a CDL portion of our business where we do training of drivers and stuff like that. And, uh, we've got a guy who's going through testers training right now. So that's awesome. He's a great guy. He's running the program. He's going to be really good in the end. And I know he's good for it. I know he's the right fit for it. Um, but he kind of not knowingly led me to believe that he had training one day. He was training somebody and he didn't really say that the training got canceled. The guy didn't show up. Um, he kind of, there was a miscommunication there. Let's put it that way. I didn't quite understand what he was telling me. Um, blah, blah, blah. And, and I kind of found out about it whenever I was dealing with something else anyways. And so I shot him an email. I was like, Hey, I thought you said you trained this guy on Monday. Did you not train him? And he's like, well, no, it canceled. And I was like, so you drove all the way over there and it canceled. He's like, yeah, but it happens. And I was like, well, what else did you do with the day? And he gave me like two things that he did. And I was like, that's not enough to do the whole day. So what else did you do the rest of the day? And so I kind of felt like I was going to take advantage of. Right. And so I came under fire. Right. And I had two options. One is I could be like, boom, you're done. No more. Two is I could be like, Hey, you've got to have better communication with me and tell me what's going on. And we need to clear up this communication waves because we can't be going through this anymore. This isn't okay. This isn't cool. Right. And the third is I could have just let it fall on the rug, which wouldn't have done any good. So I chose the second route and the second or the, you know, the first route was boom, you're fired. Get out of here. That's no good. That's not going to help. That doesn't help him grow. That doesn't help me grow. That actually sets us back months in our business. And, and it sets him back because he took a chance with us. Um, but choosing, the second option, which is, hey, we've got to have better communication. Let's talk about how we can fix this in the future so that we're on the same page all the time, always, no matter what. And that's the route we took. And it actually ended up backfiring just a little bit. And then um, whatever, I got I got a little upset at that point. But not like ever mad or anything like that. Like, I don't, I don't yell. <laughs> but but like I, I got a little aggravated. And he could tell the tone of my emails. I was aggravated. I was like, dude, we got to have better communication. We got to have... You got to like, let me know what's going on because I can help you. You're still learning this position, but you can't not work for a whole week. Like it's not going to happen. We can't do that. That doesn't make us any money. We're not, we don't have just tons of money sitting around to be able to pay you for a whole week to do nothing. Like that's not the way this works. But in the end we found out like it happened on Monday. I was flying on a Monday. He could have called me anyways. There was no way that he could have called me and been like, Hey, what, what do I do? Cause if he would have called me, I would have been in the middle of the air. I wouldn't be able to answer the question. And so, you know, looking back on it, I probably overreacted for no reason to an extent, right? Like, I'm not going to say there was no reason for it, but I kind of overreacted. Um, the other thing that I figured out that happened there, which was really good, was it allowed us to really open up our communication and see each other better for the light that we wanted needed to be seen in. Um, so, so like how you react whenever you come under fire is, is big. It's giant. And it's something that I want you to know about. And someone I want you to be cognizant about as well. That way you're dealing with it the right way. You're not coming at it wrong. You're not coming at it with, with, uh, vengeance or fury or, ah, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to be fired. Right. Don't pull a Saul, pull a David. Does that make sense? All right, guys. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed this. If you enjoyed it, I'd, I'd like to encourage you to leave us a five-star review today. We absolutely love that. Um, if you didn't, what the heck are you still doing here? Find a new podcast. You're wasting your time. Okay? Hope you guys have enjoyed the Biblical Leadership. We've been talking about some of these topics. I thoroughly enjoyed it myself. And you know what? We'll chat with you guys later. Bye.